And welcome back to another episode of Little Talks with Big Nikki. I am your host, Big Nikki. Hope you are all doing well. Um, being safe, being healthy. Uh, things are starting to open back up out there. And I don't know about y'all, but that's a little bit of a scary time. Um, seeing how this all goes. Hoping that number of cases doesn't rise. But I, you know... We don't know. We don't know until we try. We're not going to know for sure what happens until we do it. So just been praying for, you know, our leadership that people, you know, who are making these calls are staying wise um, to their decisions and how those decisions can impact everybody. Um, Yeah, just, you know, that things go in the time that they're supposed to go. So what are we talking about today, you ask? Um, Well, what I am titling this podcast is You're Scared Because You're Exposed. Um, This came to me in a message that um, my pastor, Noah Nickel at King's Church, gave two weeks ago. Um, it's from the necessity series. Um, it's called a life without lack. Um, yeah, it's a really good series. He's basing off of a book. Don't ask me what the name of the book is, but I think it's called a life without lack. Actually, I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. So sorry, I was making sure I was recording again. I'm like really scared that I'm just going to forget one of these times to push record. Uh, but yeah, so it's called A Life Without Lack and really good series. But as he was kind of going through the message and I was like taking notes, I have my notebook in front of me where I write message notes and reading notes. Um, I've been doing more reading recently, which I'm glad about. Still not as enough still not as much as I should be, but, um, more than I was. So, you know, baby stuffs, but yeah, I was just, you know, writing down notes for this and this title popped in my head. You're scared because you're exposed. And I wanted to, you know, I wrote it in the back of my journal where I have a page dedicated to any time I was in small group or taking notes for um, a message. I have a list of probably about seven or so podcast ideas, um, some of which I've already done, some of which are just sitting here waiting to be talked about. So um, yeah, this basically, like I said, the title is You're Scared Because You're Exposed, um, kind of with like the subtext of what is God exposing to you and or, oops, sorry, (laughs) to you and or about you. So I want to delve into this because so pretty much the message was talking about um, you are lacking in some area of your life and you go to certain things to try to fill that void, to fill that lack. Whether it's a want or a need, you all of us go to something. Um, And it could be multiple different things depending on what we're lacking in. Um, And this really spoke to me because, you know, as I've talked about before, right now I'm lacking financially. And 
just in like a stability of what the future looks like, which I think a lot of us are right now. Um, and it's been very trying to release those things to God. Um, so it was funny because uh, Noah had actually said, um, like talking about what God may be exposing in this season. Um, so right now, even though like it's easy to look at like this as being a bad season, a rough season. Is it, is it a bad season or is that just our perspective talking and it's really a season for growth and self-realization and self-awareness, which I've, I've heard a lot of good things about people becoming more self-aware, becoming like now that people have the time, like I talked about in one of the other podcast episodes, you know, sitting with yourself is the hardest thing that you can do. Just being alone with yourself, sitting with yourself, your thoughts, you know, thinking about all these things um, in your life, how you've reacted, how you should have reacted, just reflecting is one of the hardest things you can do. Um, So he said like a couple things, like he said what God may be exposing. And the two that I wrote down, because these were like the two that he kind of rambled off and that I felt related to me was release you from a spirit of self-reliance and the second was need and want slash a drive for influence or comfort and it was really like he was just talking to me just talking to Nicole specifically um so then I thought well I didn't even have a chance to think like I said I feel like God, God really does speak more into these podcasts than I give him credit for sometimes. Um, I, there again, I told you guys, you know, a couple weeks ago, I don't pray as much as I should. I suck at praying. It's really hard for me for some reason to diligently pray like every day, especially about the same things over and over. But when I do pray, I really try to remember to ask God to just give me wisdom and, you know, my, the words that come out of my mouth in this podcast to be a place for him to speak what I feel needs to be said, um, you know, well, through him, what I feel needs to be said. Um, there was on the podcast, I think it was either two weeks ago or three weeks ago, the second half, really, I had nothing planned and he just like he just started going like my mind just started going and he's just like okay like this is what you need to say and I said it and I love those moments and sometimes I feel like I'm a bad podcast host because it's like I don't always prep and I and I don't always plan um especially like I used to like I used to really have stuff like written out and I just haven't really been doing that but then I feel like that kind of allows room for God to come in like he did in that podcast and just kind of room for him to say, you know, like I said, like use me to say like what needs to be said. And, you know, I I may not be the most eloquent in speech. Maybe I'm not the most qualified, but I feel like regardless, he still uses me in those moments. Um, And I think that's like a really beautiful thing, especially because like I said, I don't It's not like I'm praying like every day or even before every podcast that I record, you know, that he intercede like that. Um, But I think he does. And there again, it's like 
even if just one person needed to hear it, then I have full confidence that this is going to reach that one person, um, whoever that's for. So God just, you know, I'm, I'm a writer. I would consider myself to be pretty introspective. So there's a lot of the time he'll just like give me like, like I said, like a little saying, like the uh, title of this podcast, you're scared because you're exposed. And I just, I don't even know where that comes from. It's, it's not for me. It's not for my own brain. It's just there. And I write it down before I forget it. And then I go back and, you know, we're going to talk it out today and think it out today. Um, but I just, I kind of love that that's the flow of things right now. Um, and it just gives me a little bit more reassurance, I think, and peace that like I'm doing the right thing. And when something I can talk about aligns with something either like a, a message I already heard is saying or the, the best thing for me, affirmation for me, is when I record a podcast and then I listen to a message by like Stephen Furtick or someone and they're talking about the like the same thing. I'm like, I just talked about that. Like, that's crazy. Um, but that's, I think God like giving me affirmation that like, I am doing the right thing. You know what? We might not have a million views on this podcast or a million downloads, but I'm talking about what I need to be talking about and God will take care of the rest. And like I said, it will reach who it needs to reach. And I just, I don't always pray over that as much as I should, but I believe in that. And, um, I just am trusting that that is what is happening. And like I said, if nothing else, it's therapy for me. Um, talking about this stuff, you know, through this podcast and with you guys. And yeah, I, so let's like get into that because like I said, the title just kind of popped into my head and, and I didn't really have time to think about it in the moment, but Then I started thinking a little bit after, like, okay, so you're scared because you're exposed. And then I, and then I started to think about, like, what that really means. And I was like, okay, why? I'm obviously experiencing fear right now in this season because I am lacking, like I said, you know, financially um, or, you know, like job, job wise and apartment wise pretty soon here. Like I am lacking in these, you know, natural things. Um, but then I was like, why am I afraid? Like, what is causing me to be fearful that I'm lacking in these things? And then I I started thinking about like what Noah said, like that God may be exposing to you or about yourself. And I was like, that's why I'm afraid. And then I started to look at this like a little bit biblically without even realizing that that's what was happening. So I started thinking about like moments in the Bible where people were exposed and therefore they were afraid. And the first, you know, story of this that I was thinking in my head was Adam and Eve. Like in Genesis, you know, they ate from like the tree that they were not supposed to eat from. And they were then, they said, like, their eyes were open. They were both exposed to each other as, you know, naked. And they were shameful in that, that they had been exposed to one another. And so what did they do? They were afraid and they hid. They tried to run away and hide from God. 
know, God being God still came down knowing full well like what they had done, but he still came down to find them, to confront them, to say, what's going on? Like, you tell me what happened. You confess to me what you did. Um, and I just, I was just thinking about that story because it's like, they were scared because they had been exposed. And their reaction to that then was trying to go further from God. And I don't remember if it was, it was some message that I was listening to. Um, oh, it was Noah. It was Noah's message from the week prior. And it said, um, he said, um, in our disobedience, God doesn't love us less, but in our disobedience, we want to see less of God. And one of, and he was talking about the, the things in life that can cause distance. And one of those things was disobedience or what I would call like sin. Um, and we were just talking about this in my small group the other week saying that we all have felt times in our life when we know we have messed up when we know we have sinned and not done what God would like us to do, we distance ourselves from him. That's kind of like we pull the Adam and Eve where we kind of run and hide instead of confronting or confessing to him what we did. Um, and I and I think that causes fear because not only does that cause distance in our relationship with him, but I think that then causes fear um, because we don't know, like, that message that uh, Noah was talking about was we don't know where we stand with God. Um, and I think, at you know, at the core of what Adam and Eve, you know, what they were doing, it was they didn't know where they were going to stand with God after they had messed up like that, after that had been exposed to them. Um, so talking about, like, what God may be exposing about you, I mean, we don't like when you know, people expose us. You don't like when people expose you, when people call you out on your crap. I mean, it's not like a comfortable feeling, but you don't grow uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like if you're not uncomfortable, then you're not forced to grow. You're not forced to mature or, you know, change in one way or another. So when he said like, release you from a spirit of self-reliance, that really is me right now. And I think it's because, you know, I, I had this attitude of, I don't like, I don't need anybody to like take care of me. Like I'm, I'm thinking like kind of financially when I, when I'm talking like this, but you can insert like your own situation into this, but it's like, I don't need anyone to take care of me financially. I don't need or want my parents help like money wise. I don't, like, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to support myself and I'm going to make enough money to, you know, get the type of apartment I want and, like, live where I want and, like, self-sustain and have, like, this self-reliant, you know, thought pattern behind all of this. But it's like I can't, I can't always be self-reliant. It's really hard. I'm a, I'm a one on the Enneagram. If you guys know anything about the Enneagram, it's really hard for us to admit and ask for help because we think that we can do it all, achieve it all, um, that like 
chase after perfection is never ending because <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, but we, we struggle to ask for help. So for me, giving up that spirit that I have always had of trying to be as self-reliant as possible. Like, I remember even as a kid, like with my mom, I was like, I'm not going to do the chores <laughs> if you tell me to do them. Like, I know they need done. Let me do it myself. Because as soon as you tell me to do it, it it almost like took away like the fact that I was independent enough to recognize and um, do whatever needed done. And I, I, I just, I feel like I've always been like that. I don't think it's a bad personality trait. I, I think being self-reliant to a point is like a good thing. As most things are, that's the thing is like most things aren't bad. It's kind of like when you talk about food, um, they say like, well, really like having this food isn't bad, but it's like having it often or over portioned is what causes it to be bad. Like you can have pizza, but if you eat pizza five nights a week, then that's probably not good for you and your body and your physical health, you know? Um, so it's like, it's almost like in moderation, all these things that are not necessarily bad things, you know, about you as like who you are, like God made you who you are. And that's like why I kind of love like the Enneagram and like love talking about love languages because it's like everybody's so different. And like, that's the way it was like supposed to be like, some of us are more this and some of us are less this. And that's how, like, God designed us. So it's, like, but everything in, like, moderation. Because then I feel like when we have too much self-reliance as type ones, I'm speaking for all of us pretty much, we probably have that. Then that's taking away that relying that we're supposed to do on God or we're supposed to put on God to provide for us. And that's and so when Noah was talking about in this season, like, what is God exposing you? That is literally what he's exposing in me right now is that I am too self-reliant. And I think going back to my podcast a few weeks ago, that's why I have been struggling to pray because I don't even want to ask God for help. I don't even want to ask God for, you know, not for him to like, I... I don't have a problem with him, like, leading, like, or, well, I guess I do if we break that down, but I guess, like, I don't have a problem, like, with his path of things, but the fact that I have to ask for help, like, that I am in such a, such a desperate situation that I have to ask him for help is very hard for me. It's hard for me to even ask God for help, like, that's, that's the spirit of self-reliance that is not in moderation. That is too much. Um, and then I think I put too much on myself. And then that's why I get, you know, frustrated with myself. Or I don't think I'm, like, good enough. Or I don't think I'm doing enough. And it kind of leads to, like, all these other different things. So, I'm scared. <laughs> in a sense, I'm, I'm scared, like, that, yes, my, my needs won't be met right now. Um, but I think it's also a fear of, I am being shown things. Um, I talked in the last podcast, like you sometimes wish that you would just live in ignorance and you wouldn't know. Um, and so I think like, I, I'm, I'm 
scared too because now I'm knowing. And because I'm knowing means that I have to work on myself and I have more things to fix. Um, I started this year's podcast off talking about personal growth is a never-ending journey. And that seems to just be truer and truer every day as I live life and um, experience things. Um, another example I wanted to share that I just kind of came across in my reading. I've been reading through First Kings. I don't know what it is. Don't get me wrong. Love the New Testament. But for some reason, the past like two years or so, if if I am reading my Bible like I should be, and um, I'm going through like a book, I really would prefer to go through the Old Testament books. And I feel like the reason for that is because there's so much hidden um, detail in there that I love to kind of pick through. And I love, I think this started like my senior year of high school. I was in this like, I forget the name of the class. Oh, I think it was like American Lit. And we would like read like all these books um, about, you know, I think we read like Weathering Heights, we read Dracula, and my teacher was always like encouraging us to look into like the deeper, like rooted kind of storyline or like meanings. Um, and so I remember like one thing that we would always talk about was kind of like who is like the savior which, and this was, like, so relatable to me growing up in church because, like, I was like, oh, like, so pretty much who's playing, like, the Jesus? Who's the betrayer, the Judas? Who's, like, the enemy, the devil? Like, every, like, the character had, like, these basic roles of, like, good and evil, right and wrong. And I just love, and I, like, remember I was just always so good. Like, we would have, like, weekly, like, we would read so much of the book and, like, have, like, a discussion in class. And I just remember, like, I was always so good and so intrigued to look, like, deeper into, like, kind of the the metaphoric meaning or the symbolism behind, like, the, the characters and the plot. And I feel like that's only increased going forward. And now, especially, like I said, the past two years, I'm reading through the Bible and I'm like, and I, something that came to my head just, like, this past week was, like, n- no detail is in there that is not significant. So when they say like, if they if they mention a place of an, of like the name of a place of a city or something, and you're kind of like, why that that's not really crucial to the to the main story, but it's like it's in there for a reason. And then you start to like, I so I've started like getting real crazy where I'm like researching like, okay, what was this city? What were they known for? What does the name mean? What was the historical significance in that city before this story that I'm reading? Um, all this stuff and like same, just little details. Like nothing's in there on accident, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Nothing is in there without a purpose. Um, I guess you could equate that like with to your life as a whole, like, I don't think that we go through anything without a purpose because if, you know, someone read the entire story of our life, there would be details that we would put in there that somebody else reading it would be like, well, why is that significant? But 
there's no detail put in there that is not without a significance or a purpose. So I was like thinking about this. I'm like looking into things and this all this to say, I just, I love reading through the Old Testament because I feel like the Old Testament has so much more beneath the surface. Like the New Testament does too, especially in the parables, but I feel like that's kind of already covered. I feel like every time I hear a preacher do a message on the Old Testament or like I reread something in the Old Testament, there's like always something there that like we didn't like see before. Whereas like the New Testament, I feel like it's a little more cut and dry. Like we, it's a little more plainly said. Um, there's not as much deeper rooted, you know, things that can be pulled from it. I could be wrong, but that's just my personal viewpoint right now, at least. Um, so reading through First Kings, though, um, it's all about how Israel's going <laughs> cray cray. Um, I won't swear on the podcast either. Um trying to cut back but uh yeah they go in a wall um just kind of doing whatever they want to do um so anyway in this story though like it has to do with the prophet elijah if you know anything about that um this is first kings 18 chapter 18 but this was specifically um verses 7 through 14 um so pretty much what happens is like elijah shows up to this guy who is secretly a follower of Christ. Like, he's very low-key about it. Everything he does is in secret, but he is not one of the people, you know, worshiping idols or doing this crazy stuff, but he's also not professing his faith because if you do that, you're kind of, like, on the blacklist um, in the kingdom at this point. Um, so, pretty much, this guy's name's Obadiah, the one who's, like, real low-key. So, Elijah appears to him, and he tells him that he wants him to go get the king and tell him that Elijah is back. Now, Elijah has been in hiding because the king wants to, you know, pretty much kill him, probably. Um, so, um, he, so, okay, I'll just read through my notes, and then we'll kind of break this down, this little portion. So, Elijah came to provide relief from the drought. Um, they were in, like, a three, three and a half year drought at this point because of their disobedience. God didn't make it rain on the land. And when Obadiah saw him, he fell and revered Elijah. But when Elijah instructed Obadiah to inform Ahab, who's the king of Israel, um, that Elijah had returned, his joy um, went from, you know, being joyous to having concern and fear. And he said, quote, like, what have I done to deserve this? Um, and I said, like, are we relieved at first when God shows up? But when he instructs us to do something, we become afraid, giving all the reasons why we can't do as he asked. Um, and this leads into Obadiah started to list all the good works he had done and why he was so reluctant to obey now is because he would be exposed. It would be public knowledge that he served God. It would no longer be a secret. And he said, uh, quote, I've served God devoutly since I was a young boy. Um, a little later on, he said, I risked my life hiding and providing for the prophets. And then I wrote, um, this was right after um, Noah's message, you're scared because you're exposed. And so that's just like another biblical example of, 
you know, this character Obadiah, he was about to be pretty much publicly exposed that he, you know, was, you know, doing things like hiding God's prophets and that he was pretty much like a follower of God and when everyone else around him wasn't. Um, and he was like the king's right-hand guy. Like when Elijah had met him, he was out surveying the land. Um, you know, the king went one way and he went another way, but he was pretty much like under the king um, in like the royal household. And then so that kind of made me start thinking about what Noah had said, like what God may be exposing in the season is a need and a want or like a drive for influence or for comfort. And again, that really hits me hard because it's, you know, I said in the last podcast, I've been watching like other vloggers recently, just trying to gain like a sense of like, you know, how I want to do my vlogs and what I can kind of learn from them or inspiration. And it's hard because it's like, yeah, I do have a want and a drive for influence. I mean, I I love doing these podcasts and I love vlogging and I'm going to continue to do it, but it would be really nice, you know, if I had more of a following um, or if, you know, more people would openly support me or, you know, share my stuff and views would increase. I mean, all that would be nice. And there again, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because I feel like what I talk about is real stuff that a lot of people could benefit from, especially, um, you know, on the podcast, we talk faith a lot of the times. I mean, whether you are faith-based or not, um, I hope anyone feels comfortable listening at least. Um, you don't have to agree with or believe in everything I'm saying. Um, but just, I feel like there's like a, a large market, let's call it that way because I'm a marketing major, um, a large audience that would be a, a good target market that would enjoy listening to what I have to say and what I have to talk about. So it's like, it is hard to not want that influence, I guess, or for people not to it's hard for me to not want people to think of me influentially because I feel there again, like there's plenty of times where I feel like God is like giving me the stuff to say and talk about. And it's like, okay, God, but like, who is going to hear this? Um, you know, if I only have so many people listening, like, is that really, is that really it? And I feel like it's just like patience. It's just like, keep being obedient, keep faithfully, It's almost weird when I say it like this, but keep faithfully putting out content. Like people talk about consistency all the time from like a branding perspective. And, you know, people say like, oh, build your YouTube channel like through consistency. But I've almost been looking at it like just being faithful in watering a seed that is still in the ground right now. Um And people can look at me and say, well, Nicole, you've been doing this for over a year now. And it's like, yeah, I have. And I feel like I'm getting better. Um, Like the equipment's getting better. Setup's getting better. What I'm talking about is only getting better. Um, It's like just like life in general. It's a continual growing process. Um, And yeah, I feel like God's just kind of trying to tell me and encourage me to just keep faithfully putting stuff out. Um, 
even, you know, I feel like if I believe what I'm saying is good and what I should be saying, then the rest will be taken care of. But they're again, not in my time, but in his. And that's the whole process of, it's okay to get frustrated sometimes. I get frustrated sometimes that my podcast doesn't have a bigger viewership or the vlogs aren't, you know, blowing up as quickly as I would like or getting more views on them, whatever you want to call it. And that's okay. I think that's human nature um, to want those things. And it's, it's okay to be frustrated when it doesn't happen, but to bring yourself back and just sit and wait and be patient um, for what he is working on that you have no idea. Um, and the other thing that this kind of included was like that need or want for comfort. And I definitely feel that. I definitely feel... Because um, comfort comes from security. I feel like a lot of the times, like, if you think about it, the times in your life where you were uncomfortable, you were insecure. Um, and I'm not even talking about, like, insecure in yourself, but just maybe in the situation. Like, if your relationship that you were in is, like, rocky or something, there's, like, it's not really secure. So then everything surrounding that's kind of, like, uncomfortable for you um, until it's secure again. And I definitely feel that, like, there's a level of... I'm not really comfortable right now because I don't really know what's going to happen next and I have no control over anything and relinquishing that is really hard. Uh, So yeah, I'm being exposed right now to give up my need and want for influence and for comfort. And that's scary. I'm scared because I'm exposed. Um, God calling me out you know he's I think this you know I talked a couple episodes about people talking about what quarantine is supposed to look like and what you're supposed to achieve through it and you know all these accomplishments or skills or you know things you're supposed to learn or improve upon during this time because you have the time supposedly we're talking in generalities I understand that for some people life hasn't changed at all for some people like Our nurses and doctors, like, life has only gotten more hectic. Um, But the thought is, like, you're supposed to come out of this different. And I think we should stop looking at that in a physical aspect of, like, oh, yeah, like, during this time, I, you know, made five videos and I wrote, you know, two, I don't know. I don't want to say books because that's just crazy. But, I mean, maybe someone did write two books. Um, But, you know, like, I I wrote, like, this much or, like, I I journaled, like, and, like, all that's great. I'm not saying that that's not great. I'm not saying to not have, like, attainable, like, measurable goals that you want to reach. However, what I am saying is maybe it doesn't always need to look or be manifested in a physical sense in something that you can see or other people can see. A lot of the times I feel like, especially in our American society, it's deemed as not as impressive or not as important. Um, But I feel like for a lot of us, God is trying to give us this time to make these self-reflections, to be aware, to expose us, to call us out on our crap, kind of, to make us aware of where either our relationship with him or our relationship with others where things are kind of like not right right now. And I think 
even more so in that for me personally, he's given me the situation that he's given me um, and kind of disrupted the plans that I had to expose even more of that. Um, and I, it's, it's hard because it's not, like I said, as celebrated. Um, if you come out of this quarantine and say, oh my gosh, guys, I just had such like a a self-awakening, a spiritual awakening, like that I'm so self-reliant and I, and I'm wanting these things and like, it's not really good for me and it's not in moderation. I'm kind of like idolizing this or that person. If you come out and you say that to people, they'll be like, okay, cool. But like, if you come out and you're like, yeah, like I, I just, I made this video and I, you know, I, I recorded these podcasts and it's something like tangible or physically manifested that people can see or hear. Um, it's like more celebrated. It's seen as like more important because you actually like produce something. Um, but I think it's important too to allow yourself that space in that room to produce mentally and internally as well like it doesn't always have to be a physical manifestation for it to be an accomplishment for it to be an achievement um and I think we should celebrate more of when people say you know what I like I woke up and I realized like this 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 and this and this is why like I suck at you know being relational in this way or I suck at like trusting people or you know like just all the things like we we all have our own internal battles and things like we're struggling with and it's not necessarily ever gonna go away completely like I said it's a it's a never-ending journey of personal growth um but new things might creep up even if you solve one thing there's always one other thing right behind it um that's the beauty of being human I guess because we're not perfect uh But yeah, so I guess like my question for all of you to just think about, you know, going forward, whether we're coming out of quarantine or not, just to think about like what, what is God maybe exposing? What, what areas of your life do you feel like you're just being exposed right now? Because you're going to fear, you're, like I said, you're going to feel scared because you're going to feel vulnerable. You're going to feel like uncomfortable. And, but that's like where the growth happens. That's where the change happens. Because like I said, if you're comfortable all the time, why fix anything? Why change anything? Why adapt? Um, but if you're feeling uncomfortable, then you're kind of forced into those actions of, readapting and rethinking um I think like a good way someone said it was you know if you are listening to maybe this podcast I don't know um a podcast a worship service a message just something and something kind of makes you like angry or like frustrated or irritated that's probably the area that God's trying to like call you out on that you need to work on. Um, and I think that's absolutely right. I can know for sure from past experience that that's right. Because it's like, as soon as someone like touches on a topic, I mean, they don't even have to be talking to you one-on-one. 
but they like touch on a topic and you're just like, oh, that really rubs me the wrong way. It's probably because that's like the area you're struggling in right now and you don't want to hear it. And that's the thing, like a lot of us, when we are exposed, like we don't always want to hear it right away. And I think, I think God has grace and mercy for that um, because he knows that that's how we are. Like I said, you'd rather remain in ignorance to it rather than face the truth and deal with it. But then I think there comes a time where repetitively he's kind of sending you either people or, you know, things you hear, um, situations in life where you kind of have to face it at some point um, and not run and hide um, from him. But yeah, I don't know. I hope that all that makes sense is a little bit shorter of a podcast. That's okay though. Um, but yeah, just wanted to share that idea. And like I said, have yourself, have you ask yourself that question? Like, what is God maybe trying to expose, um, right now? And is that why I'm fearful? Is because if you think about it, probably yes. You're scared because you're being exposed. No one likes being exposed. It's vulnerable. It's uncomfortable and it causes some fear, but I think it's a healthy exposure. Um, I think it's a healthy vulnerability. And if anything, I think that having vulnerability with God can only make you more sympathetic and apathetic. I'm sorry. Gosh, I don't know words. Sympathetic and empathetic towards other people who may need to be vulnerable with you. Um, That's never comfortable. But if you see, if you trust how God kind of handles your vulnerability, then, you know, you can, I believe like that's part of, you know, following God is kind of sometimes taking on characteristics and qualities of God um, and allowing other people to see those through you. So, you know, if you struggled with being vulnerable with God and, you know, you finally let him in, then maybe you can give that spirit to someone else of being trustworthy um, and being, like I said, sympathetic and empathetic to what they're going through and telling them, like, it is a safe space to be vulnerable with them and kind of show show them God, like, through you. I think that's, like, one of the most beautiful things that we can do um, as humans with one another, whether they even realize it or not. Half the time, they don't. Um, but that's okay. It's just just becoming a better version of you and it's messy and it's hard and it sucks sometimes but um, I think after you kind of go through the process you're refined a little bit you look back and you're like that it's so much better now it didn't feel good when he was chiseling away but um, now that I'm a sculpted work of art Um, it feels a lot better and you look a lot better and people, I think people can see it. I think people can see it. They can sense it. And I think it's an important process to go through, even though it sucks while you're going through it. So you may be scared because you're being exposed and that's okay. That's, that's my message. And just think this week, what is God trying to maybe expose you? about or for like was he exposing to you about yourself or maybe about other people 
Maybe he needs to show you some things about other people that are in your life too. And that's always important as well. So with that being said, I thank you guys so much for listening, um, maybe watching, um, to another podcast episode, Little Talks with Big Nikki. Um, we are on a lot of streaming platforms, iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, YouTube, obviously, if you're watching this, um, make sure you are subscribing, following, whatever the term is, downloading. I really appreciate your support. Share this with a friend, um, someone you think could hear it, use it. Um, yeah, I love you guys. Hope you're staying safe and we will see you back for another episode. Take care.